Heaven high. Somebody said we should stop saying heaven high. That person should be slaughtered. Indeed, it is Hung, episode. drawn and quartered. That's a, that's a rhyme. That person should be slaughtered. Hung, drawn and quartered. You're a rapper now. I was a now. poet. I was a poet and I didn't even realise. This is episode 144. That Four. rhymes too. 44. <laughs> 44. There's a rhyme. <laughs> oh, hang on. If you say the same word twice, that rhymes as well. It does. It's, it's something I've always wondered about. What makes it so unsatisfying when there's the, the word repeats itself? But a very good poet can sometimes use that to their advantage. Have you noticed? No. There, there are occasions where that can be so subversive that it actually works well in the poem, that the same word comes up again as the rhyme. <gasps> and it makes you feel that little bit of sick in the bottom of your tummy. But that's the effect <laughs> that they want. Malicious poets. There's a very, very real possibility that during this episode I will have to get up and murder, probably by stamping on a kitten. Good. She is just taking her infuriating behaviour to the next level this morning. Well, the topic today before you stamp on a kitten is, is this the end for vinyl? Yeah. So, uh, Mm -hmm. last week I used my special rum doings headphones, you know, my sleep phones. Yes. The, the the woo ones that come with the hypnotherapy deep soundtrack. Yes, that was on a previous episode for all Indeed. our loyal listeners. Loyal, faithful listener. Yes. Um, I left them uh, on my desk when mm-hmm. I was done. So they're mm-hmm. now in pieces, the wire lying all over the floor in bits. Oh, that's lovely. So I don't get to use those anymore, don't get to sleep anymore. No, well, why should you? Lucy, put, put pay to that. Well, Lucy's decided you, you you don't need to sleep, do you? It's just greedy. Because while you're sleeping, you're... How can I be playing with her? Exactly. You're you're not giving her her due due attention. So no more sleeping for you. And it's not like she ever sleeps. Oh, she's just the worst thing on earth. (laughs) She she is terrible, isn't she? She really is. Poor Dexter, who is a rubbish cat in his own right, but really. She's just about to pull a a Xbox 360 controller down on her head, which is going to hurt her a lot and, and bring me some satisfaction. But she'll complain that it's your fault. She's now screwing up my crosswords by okay. sitting on the pile of them at a bad angle. Uh, and look, she's gassing some curds. I could, I really could. Yeah, let's talk about turkey. Okay, go on then. Um, why, now, we've talked before about, uh, I think we've talked before about why Russia and, and China are, are baddies and we need to stop pretending they're good. We definitely talked about that before. Yes, we did. Um, turkey, they're baddies mm-hmm. too. Sadly, I mean, it looked for a while like they were going not to be, but then they decided that they wanted to be baddies. It's very sad. I'm just not sure about the looking like they were going to not be, period. There was a moment, I mean, Kamal Ataturk was relatively bad in a number of things he did. However, what he wanted to do was to turn them into a more Western-facing society, and he particularly wanted to make sure that it was a secular society and he wanted women to have pretty much equal rights. Now, he was also a despot in a number of different ways as well and he stamped on certain freedom of expression. But, you know, we're talking about beggars and choosers here. <laughs> now, com- com- comparing him to the latest, uh, as as my colleague Songul calls him, Sultan, because that's right. what he wants to be, uh, that, he, he, he was wonderful. And the sad thing about Turkey is... Its experiment was beginning to bear fruit. Its experiment of let's be a modern Muslim society that's nevertheless legally secular. 
uh, and is also you know compatible with with a, with with European heritage at the same time. And it looked like it was about to get that balancing act just about right, albeit with many substantial compromises. And sadly, um, the uh, Islamist party, which which took over there has been unwinding this. So what you've got is the worst of all worlds now, and that you've got all the the problems that Ataturk uh, left. For example, you're not allowed to say anything about the Armenian massacre or, or else be thrown in prison. Mm-hmm. But you've also got um, women repressing Islamism creeping up on top of this as well. So it's it's kind of it's very sad. It's it, it was and it could have been a model of what a, a modern Islamic society could have been, and it's kind yeah, of falling yeah. apart now. And that's I think that's a tragedy, because there are now there are now no models, there are now no models of a predominantly Muslim society that is able to get the balance right in the world today, and that's very upsetting. It's not um, one. Turkey always seemed a strange one. People were quite happy to go on holiday there while they are. were murdering Kurds in their thousands. Well, people still are. I mean, I know people who go there on holiday now. It's kind of like just filed under Magaluf and... Yes. And, uh, yeah, other... I don't know. It's just... It's just well, it's the same, thing, the same thing with the Maldives. The Maldives is a hideous theocracy, but it's a beautiful little island, so people don't care, and they go there for their honeymoon. Do people still go to Egypt? They do to different parts of Egypt that they try and think are somehow isolated from the truth of what's going on. Right. Um, so they get occasionally shot. I suppose some people are going to Kenya as well. Some good safaris in Kenya. That's true. Yeah. Would you uh, Would you have been able to get the question right? I don't know what the question was. The the, the um, Islamic um, ladies and gentlemen who were going on a killing spree in the shopping centre in Kenya. Oh, yes. Um, uh, they only wanted to kill infidels, of course, initially. Mm-hmm. So the, to find out whether you deserve to be shot in the head, they did a Muslim test. And the Muslim test was name, I believe it was, name uh, Muhammad's wives and name his mother. Ooh, no, I certainly wouldn't have been able to pass that test. Sorry, bang, bang in your head, head. How about you? Um, I wouldn't have been able. I knew Aisha, the eight-year-old girl, was one of his wives. Yes, but um, I didn't know the name of the other one. And the problem is now, John. Everybody and his dog is. I shouldn't have said dog because that's a haram animal. Everybody is now memorising the, the special shibboleth codes. But the problem is they're just going to change their passwords now. Oh, it's just madness. They're going to want to know his uncle's name now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, afraid you. That... What was Mohammed's pet first pet's name and his mother's maiden name? Well, you can do that. Muhammad did have a pet cat. And that was, was a, a really good joke, and you should have laughed. No, there was a cat. There was there was a cat. But the funny thing is, though, the joke is made funnier by there. There actually is an answer to that, and that is, pet was a cat, and there is indeed a had a, a, a story that is told by Muslims about how one of uh, the, how that cat I can't remember the cat's name was sitting on one of his cloaks. And rather than, and he wanted to get the material or something, and rather than disturb the cat, he kind of cut, he cut the cloak around the cat, the sleeping cat so that he wouldn't have to pull it out from under it. Bet you wouldn't show Lucy that sort of consideration. Mueza. Is that the name of the cat? Mm-hmm. There you go. So we've got, so you've got his cat's name and now find out his mother's maiden name. Oh, no, I'm just too interested in the UK-based pet food company, Halal Pet Product Products. That produces what they claim to be, says Wikipedia, a completely halal cat food. 
which that's... they named Mieza Pure. Well, that's a very clever name. But why the hell does cat food need to be halal? Cats don't need to be halal. The company can... justifies the development of their development of the product by asserting that while there are no laws in Islam prohibiting animals from eating haram foods, Muslims are forbidden to handle or feed haram foods, such as pork and carrion, to animals. So there you uh, go. Please. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sorry to say that, and I'm going to have my throat slit, but it's all nonsense. You wouldn't say that about... Uh, oh. I wouldn't say that about Christianity, <laughs> would I? <laughs> no. Oh, dear. So, uh, what's up with you, then? <laughs> Do you know, every week there's stuff I think, oh, I really wish we'd talked about that on Ramdings, but I can never remember it during Ramdings. We were going to talk... You, want, you wanted to talk about spam today. Oh, yeah, I, I will, but I'll do that afterwards, because I just suddenly after remember... What? After we finish recording? You know, after this anecdote, I suddenly remember the CEO of AIG, a very, very corrupt uh, bank and insurance company, said that when people complain about bankers' bonuses, this is a bit like the lynching and tarring and feathering of black people uh, during the Jim Crow era. That's nice. I don't think that's at all uh, an offensive exaggeration in any respect whatsoever. He then apologised, but he did that usual apology thing. He apologised for the offence he might have caused. <laughs> apologise for any offence I may have caused. Yes, I'm apologising for the weird effect that bubbled up in your brain that I didn't want to happen. But uh, no, I'm certainly not acknowledging that there's anything inherently putrid about my formulation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like apologising to a celiac that you gave him wheat. You know, you're not acknowledging there's anything significantly or inherently wrong with wheat. You're just saying that your gut is a bit broken, so you call you cause yourself your problem in this, in a weird way. There you That's are, true. Uh, John. Lu- uh, a lovely lady called Lucy Windsor's emailed us to the yes. Rum Doings address. Good old Lucy she, Windsor. She says she's got a question about www.rumdoings.co.uk. Oh my goodness, do you think maybe this could be some sort of uh, monetization opportunity for us? Well, no, I think she's just, she, she wants to give us a bit of help, so she says, Hi! Hiya! She says, I've made a couple of notes regarding www.rumdoings.co.uk. <laughs> oh gosh, she sounds like she might be quite tired, Nick. She's made a couple of notes, yeah, I mean, she's got a little moleskin um, notebook and a little fountain pen, and she's just been jotting things down for us as she opens up her web browser. She's made a couple of notes for us, John. It's very mm-hmm. nice of her. Nobody asked her to do this. She's just, she's a concerned citizen who looks at websites and makes notes on them. And, uh, and in parenthesis, it's no yes. apostrophe, it's the end of the week, and on my third Friday morning coffee, the longer the week, the more coffee required. I came across your site. <laughs> There's no closed parentheses. No. The rest of this email is in parentheses. I hope you're okay with me dropping me. you a line. Of course but. I'm okay. It's, I am okay, John, because she dropped us a line. She I didn't send us drop me she, a line. She didn't send us an unsolicited junk email. She dropped us a line. And yeah. dropped us a line sounds so quaint and slightly antiquated and all cosy. Oh, drop me a line. Oh, <laughs> drop me a line. This has really upset you, hasn't it? I, you know I get about 45 million of these emails every well, day. So do I, but it's the first time I've read it in months. She dropped me a line, yeah. John. She dropped us a line. Yeah, okay, move on. She's please, hope, she please she hopes on. that we're okay with... Maybe she thinks with, we're fish. She dropped me a line. But I have some feedback about your site that could be useful to you. Oh, sweet. I work for sitewizard.co.uk. 
another parenthesis, you may have heard of us. We are a low-cost digital marketing company that's been training since 1997. It's probably the most recommended web services company in the UK. No, I think that'll probably be uh, Google. Close parentheses. Um, yeah. She's noted down... I've noted down some important things as I looked at your site. She's noted them down, John. In her Moleskine notebook. Yeah. I noticed that your title tag title! tags are, are not optimised for maximum... Header! Uh, yes, are not ma- optimised for maximum benefit. Oh, sheesh. Why didn't you optimise the title and header tags for maximum benefit, John? Because I'm slack, Nick. I'm slack. Um, did you know that your website's no apostrophe, title and H1 tags are hugely important in how high up the Google search results your site comes? Well, n- no, that's actually untrue these days, but never mind. It sounds appropriate. Did you, John, these things are known as on-page items because they're on your page. On-page? Yeah, because they're on your page. Exclamation! Close uh, and coupled with appropriately named... Close, no, hang on, look, there it is! Yes? Oh, with no, a... oh, no, I thought it was just a close parenthesis. It's not, there's an no. opening beforehand. Sorry, sorry to get uh, everyone excited. No. Sorry, everyone. And coupled with the appropriately named off-page items, which, shockingly, are not on your page. <laughs> Gosh, she's a bit of a kooky character, isn't she? Did you know there are also some whopping benefits to deep embedding? A I, Twitter I did feed actually into, know that, yes. A Twitter feed into your website. We've launched a low-cost social media services where we quote, tweet, quote, and post for you regularly every day. Should we, oh. should, should we get her to do that for us for Rum oh. Doings? <laughs> should we get her to tweet for us every day on Rum Doings? Oh. <laughs> it, 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 it'll boost us in Google. Yeah, it will. It's a perfect addition to a search engine campaign. John, if you are interested in hearing how I think you can improve your website to get more out of it for a relatively little cost, drop me a line back. I'm glad we get to get in on this line dropping. Oh, I get to drop her a line. And I'll go through the notes I made. But then she's very nice. She says, I wish you every success with your website. Have a great weekend. Kind regards. Lucy Windsor and there's a photo of Lucy there Windsor there's a picture of Lucy Windsor and you know what it says yeah, there's a little picture of her uh, of her cupcake and the little cupcake got a little crayon scratching it on it does. that says I love to bake I love I love to bake I love to bake I, uh, I love to bake any views or opinions are solely those of the author and do not necessarily represent those of Sight Wizard Limited or any of its associated companies <laughs> The information transmitted is intended only for the person or entity to which it is addressed and <gasps> may contain con- confidential and or privileged material. What were we thinking? Oh, dear. If anyone wants to get in touch with Lucy Windsor, it's lucy.windsor lucy.windsor.emailingwizard.co.uk <laughs> Or are on the actual mail, lucy.windsor at sitewizard.co.uk no, so, e- It's emailing wizard. Because that means it's definitely not spam. Yes. And uh, what my interest in this is it brings up something that has been a development over the last five, ten years or so. And that is where organizations think that it is both appropriate and convincing that they engage in pseudo matey, pseudo personal banter as part of their marketing. Uh, I think it was probably started in a relatively innocuous way because of the context by organizations like Virgin Atlantic. Do you know what I mean? Where their sick bag would would say something like, 
don't worry, I'm sure you'll feel better soon. I'm just making it up. Kiwookie. Kiwookie, exactly. And then organisations like Innocent Smoothies. Yes. Uh, and it's now got to the stage where I think we need to gas it all with Zyklon B. You see, I uh, have my web host, my web hosting, my um, I have my web hosting with this dreadful company called Positive Internet. They do yes. it all the time. Yeah. But I have my, um, uh, my ISP is Plusnet. Yeah. As someone very accurately described Plusnet, it's BT with a smiley, fu- with a smiley mask on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do they also do the in, in, inappropriate uh, matiness? Oh, it's inappropriately matey from start to finish. Like when you phone up this. Uh, very congenial northern guy goes, Oh, sorry, oh, our lads are busy at the moment. But oh, if you're lovely and lovely, we'll all get choppy tip chap chap chew. <laughs> I'm very trustworthy, mate. <laughs> the only way I could be more trustworthy is if I were Scottish. <laughs> no, you can't trust the Scots. They're all, they're all, up to, some, they're all up to something. Or drunk. Yeah. So yeah, so you phone that Plusnet and they're like, and they're very kind of. They always win for their customer service because they, they, I mean, they are good and friendly and decent. But mm. this didn't didn't stop them sending my router to the wrong house, did it? No, it didn't. And what no, happened? It oh, it's a very boring. I was moving house, and so I needed a new router at the new house because it doesn't have didn't have fiber, and so they decided to send that new router to the old house I no longer paid rent for and couldn't go into. You could go into. Well, of course I did. I kept a key. I'm not mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I could break into about four houses I've lived in now, if I could only remember which key was which. And you could break into my house. I could, because... You've probably got my key as... And you've probably got my key as well, and you know where I hide the key. I know where you hide the key. Exactly. In Greater Manchester. (laughs) No, I I, I hide it in Lesser Manchester, so it just shows you you wouldn't have remembered. Oh, man. This is lovely. This is going around the internet today. It's uh, uh, an image of second grader's homework. My friend's parentheses, awesome, close parentheses, six-year-old son is autistic and takes instructions, literally. Mm-hmm. So it says, write the following words in alphabetical order. Is this something that's made up to make it look as if it were done by a kid? No, no, I think this, is, this is likely. This is likely. There's okay. no reason this wouldn't be for real. And so, uh, so apple, and it's got apple, pumpkin, log, river, fox, pond. Mm-hmm. So for the first one, he's put A-E-L-P-P for the second one. <laughs> I-K-N-N-P-P-Y, and so on. I like that. Absolutely brilliant. That shows the ultimate in stupidity and intelligence at the very same time. I think we need to... um, Much as I I think a long time ago on Rum Doings, I put forward my suggestion that we should uh, harvest the OCD Mm -hmm. and uh, and make them all into cleaners. Yes. (laughs) Because they'll just be pleased. Yeah. Um... I, d- I wonder whether there's people... Because like with Rock Paper Shotgun, if I say anything like that, I just I will have to deal with just a barrage of... A con- the, com- the people who are just that combination of nasty and stupid. Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, I can't believe you would say something like that. Oh, oh, as if I don't have friends with OCD, as if I don't yeah. know the realities of it, if I don't know that but cleaning a house would make Hold on just a second. Th- just to be second. Uh, isn't uh, our RPS sometimes itself rather puritanically po-faced about things to the same degree? Uh, no. So somebody will make uh, an image of... Uh, a woman's torso, obviously based on um, Greek uh, statuary, and then you'll go, that's disgusting, that's going to cause people to kill all women and disrespect them. We let's did say that. Let, let, let's, say let's, that. Burn, let's burn down the games company that did it. I mean, you know, you, you do bring out your pitchfork sometimes yourselves. But we're allowed. Yeah. 
I mean, but uh, no, but what I find interesting is that you complain when other people, you, it's just satire. You obviously just didn't get the joke, whereas you wouldn't allow that from certain other people. Just, just <laughs> pointing that out. Just it's... pointing it out. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what am I saying against Grand Theft Auto? You know, you were, just because they go around killing hoes in a satirical way, you get all upset. I don't, and I haven't, and it's not out on PC anyway. And therefore you haven't seen it. I saw some extraordinary footage uh, uh, on the YouTubes where somebody jumped on a train and the train just appeared to go into the countryside and on and on and on and on and on. Does it, do, is that game effectively infinite or is that a, a mystery? I, have, I, I, I saw that Kotaku had put up a, a, web, a video of a bunch of bugs in the game. I've actually bought the game but I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I went to the big giant Tesco in Brislington. Brislington, that's not where they had two copies left of uh-huh. the, and I think it was the only place left with any copies and I bought one of them just before uh-huh. the weekend thus preventing someone who was actually going to play it that weekend from getting to play <laughs> you've probably stopped several prostitutes from being murdered I probably have you know because that game is a murder pra- a murder practice simulator oh did you hear that um, the Nazis are all the fault of the gays and the ladies with new d-bits well, I knew it, but when did I haven't heard it recently? Didn't you hear what David Blunkett said? How no. the internet need the internet needs to be massively censored uh, because if it weren't for the Weimar Republic and the um, the nastiness that happened in it, then the Nazis wouldn't have come in. <laughs> wow! Uh, and you know, he was asking for big mandatory porn filters and all that. To which um, several people have said, "Well, he he." David Blunkett being blind is probably just jealous. Yes, I imagine so. Well, we know what we think of the blinds. Yes, exactly. There they go again with their bitter, twisted uh, nastiness, trying to get rid of all the pretty visual things like ladies and boobies and things. Yep. I heard Peter Blind on the radio the other day. He's, I'm sorry. His, his mouth is sounding fatter. <laughs> and more full of marbles. He does sound sort of marbly fooled. He, he sounds like a more lardy version of John Finnemore. Ah, oh, poor John Finnemore. Much more lardy version of John Finnemore. Uh, which reminds me, we once interviewed him. We did once, before he was the Earth's most famous comedian. But that was in 2010, and I remember we were discussing um, the actors who'd been on his programme, and we, and we, we mentioned uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and I bet you almost nobody who was listening to the podcast at the time had heard of Benedict Cumberbatch. I, was, I, I, remember, I remember, distinctly remember at the time being impressed that you're remembering his name. Exactly. Yeah. And can you imagine that happening? We got there <laughs> first. We, we, we found him, in a way. We did. We discovered him. We, we brought him from nothing. To Julian Assange. I'll tell you what, though. I will... I'm almost... I, I could probably say with almost certainty. I mean, there's a chance it's not true. But any of our American listeners who are listening to that podcast in 2010 can now boast that they had heard of him probably two or three years before yeah. anybody else had in that country uh, who wasn't otherwise intimately involved with British culture. Because it was... I think their primary interface with him was in um the, the latest star trek film and which came up bo- this which came up this year boast that would be what a boast that so we got them there we well, got them at sherlock, the finish sherlock, line sherlock's mm. pretty big sherlock is pretty mm. big on bbc america but yes we still we were in still in first we we got them to the finish line three years before the other americans even began the race 
That's the sort of benefit you get from listening to this podcast. And screw you, Lucy Windsor of Emailing Wizard, for th- suggesting anything else. What a, what, a, what a horrible woman she is. What a bad lady. I was going to say person, but, you know, you wanted to emphasise her sex. That's fine. It's up to you. Well, As you did with uh, the lady driver. It's the... Yeah, it's... The point is that she's a woman, so yes. she's already pretty bad. It's true. I'm not actually, ambiguous about her her inherent evilness. Actually, I wonder whether she is a woman. In as much as I wonder whether they've just constructed this I love to bake pretty little lady uh, uh, non-threatening called Lucy Windsor because Windsor sounds like Windsor. Um, and whether it's actually... Uh... Well, I was looking on the website to see if I could find any evidence of her existence, but then I remembered to look that I didn't actually listen to one of your anecdotes and realised I, I didn't know what you were talking about and had to bluff for a while, so I thought I should probably pay attention. Which anecdote was that? Um, the, whatever, the one that was about... Um, uh, the Oh, I've forgotten. You're, you're just... Oh, the one lying. about the Sam Crow hanging, Sam Crow hangings and lynchings. You didn't know about that. I don't know. I don't know what the first part was. I don't. I have no idea. Still, don't know what you were talking about then. The CEO yes. of of AIG. <laughs> Everyone listening heard. They don't no, want to hear maybe it they again. didn't. Maybe there was a force field that went around my mouth at the time. <laughs> the CEO of you know AIG, the very corrupt, very evil banking and um, uh, and insurance company. Yes, that had to be bailed out and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The CEO was whining that. When people complain about bankers' bonuses, it's bringing out the pitchforks and it is just like when black people in Jim Crow times were lynched and hanged and tarred and feathered. It was just like that. It's the same thing. And it wasn't right then. It wasn't right then, he said, and it's not right now. He then later apologised for any offence he just (laughs) might have caused. It, but it's fair. Now you see it's a worthy anecdote because... Bankers uh, are the new oppressed class, yeah, Nick. And I think exactly. your denial of that is just actually pretty offensive. Yeah, I agree. But let's look at this from a slightly more serious point of view. What it does reveal is quite how extraordinarily alienated and isolated that class is from the rest of society in a way that even the most... Uh, course now show parody wouldn't be able to encapsulate and surely that means that they cannot sustain themselves infinitely because you can't you can't keep yourself in a bubble for that amount of time indefinitely or am i being naive well no you're not but isn't isn't the inherent insanity of capitalism the denial of that well compound growth can continue for infinity john and if you and if you <laughs> deny that then you deny you're mainstream, a mainstream economics you're a communist if you deny that you're a terrorist and a communist and you deny mainstream economics i do love the fact that mainstream economics requires a magic trick to happen <laughs> <laughs> mainstream economics is predicated on magic and nobody really worries about that too That's much fine. It's I like I like best that the conservative government of our country uh-huh. is currently trying to is currently trying to take the EU to court to stop them from limiting bankers' bonuses. Well, of course, because the conservative government doesn't want bankers or black people, let's call them, to yeah. be tarred and lynched. They're stopping right. a massacre, 
Okay, so finally look, someone is standing up for them. So a bit less flippancy from you about these important and impoverished people. <laughs> Make and talking of the conservament, conservament. Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, Apparently not. Though one of Jesus's faults that he didn't really talk about these sorts of people, and I think that shows the, a, a big gap in his preaching. He was pretty slack when it came to uh, yeah. the matters of money and wealth, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Maybe when he comes back, he'll have a word to say about it. And next month, you can buy the Royal Mail. So that's nice. Yeah. What's interesting about the Royal Mail is I do remember. A lot of Tories at the time, and Thatcher herself saying, this isn't just one of the 1940s and 50s nationalised industries which we're denationalising. This is a hundreds of years old institution which is literally conservative and to um, privatise it would have profound effects beyond just uh, undoing what they considered was the overreaching uh, arm of the nationalised state. And yet now, eh, oh well. And the good thing is, the people they're getting to, to do the whole process are the people who so smoothly put through the trains. Oh, excellent. I'm very glad to hear that, because that didn't have any uh, <laughs> fallout at all. Good. They're, going to, they're, they're valuing the company between 2.6 and 3.3 billion. They definitely won't have to spend values of that much or more fixing the mess that's created by this. Or, or alternatively, what also happens, somehow happens at the same, at the same time. The government ends up having to spend a lot more money to fix up the mess through various bailouts and so on. But yeah. also, the share price suddenly becomes worth £20 billion later on when the taxpayer is not getting any money for it. Isn't that interesting? You know, uh, uh, and do you know what else has happened, which um, there has been some discussion of it, but apparently it's just okay the uh, pension liabilities, that's okay. Um, we taxpayers, the state's keeping those. So, so the billions of pounds of pension liabilities, the, we, we as taxpayers in the state are keeping in the, as nationalised. So we're only, we're, we're only giving them the filleted nice bits and all the rotten bits we're keeping for ourselves. Well, that's good. That seems a good idea. And the other good thing is, what I need in my postal service is... Well, what I love most about receiving things via the mail system is when it's coming from private uh, package delivery companies. Mm-hmm. When just just even thinking about names like um, uh, uh, CityLink or Yodel, um, Yodel, this is, just brings joy to my heart. The idea that these same companies could be delivering my regular post is just too too good to be true. Uh, it is, and I'm not going to say that. The post office is brilliant or lovely in any way. It's wretched in many ways, but the important aspect of it is its universality and that things can be posted to John O'Groats or to Land's End and it will cost the same. And that cannot be maintained no. indefinitely. I and mean, they'll keep it for a few years as a token and then that'll go. And the notion of universality is hundreds of years old and that'll just go. Yeah. So there we are. Penny Black onwards and uh we just think well never mind and i as i said what's particularly interesting about this is how it's not really considered an issue anymore whereas even for thatcher it was considered an issue which shows you how far we've gone in the neoliberal consensus even and and you would have thought that 2008 and the crash would have caused us to question the neoliberal (laughs) consensus but no it didn't we gave 
we gave that class billions and billions and billions of pounds, which they've now stolen. And you know, we're saying it's all fine and we need to do more of their things. So That's sometimes, good. sometimes one does feel a little hopeless. Make me feel happy now. Now I've talked myself into a, a funk and that's no good for a podcast. Were you earlier on when you said that uh, titles and headers uh, in, uh, aren't affecting search as much anymore? Were you being incredibly up to date because Google have unveiled their new search algorithm this very day? Um, yes, but also uh, titles and headers and all the standard things have been fiddled with and have been gamed for so long now that uh, Google are already 20 steps ahead of it. And, yeah. and frankly, also, from the start, the, the whole page rank system has been more predicated on who links to you rather than what does yeah, your page yeah, look yeah, like. And, yeah. But still, we could get uh, Lucy Windsor to tweet for us every day. Should we do that? Good. That's why mm. my personal blog rank... I mean, bizarrely, if you search for John Walker in the UK, I'm like third result or something ridiculous. And that's purely incoming links because... Every yeah. now and then I'll put something up on my blog that will get quite a bit of attention. And let's be honest, it's becoming increasingly then and increasingly less now. I don't know what you're talking about. No, though that sort of thing is increasingly more frequent. No, you don't, just you don't do features. Posts, you don't do you don't do features very often anymore. You used to do them almost once a day. Now you no, do I don't. I, almost I, never. I used to put anecdotal blog posts up that got no attention whatsoever. The featurey thing is new, and, and I like the anecdotal blog posts. I know you do, but unfortunately, when you write all day for a living, it's quite hard to then write in your spare. Why don't you just get some slaves and then you can get oh them to peel goodness, some grapes what was for I you? Thinking I should get some bankers. You should get some bankers, or why don't you get some OCD writers? <laughs> who just spend their whole time they, they, they can't stop reviewing games I should get some blinds yeah. so are you happy about this uh, Steam box I, well I don't really understand what it's going to be in any particular I mean the, so the idea is that you can play PC games in your living room well that concept in itself is flawed because PC games are played at a desk with a mouse and a keyboard it's console games you play in your living room and this idea that there's some sort of they're mutually exclusive that people who own PCs don't own consoles is, is naive and mm. then this idea that people who own PCs want to play games that you use a controller for while sat the other side of the room is naive so it's a very small niche of those, those games those cross-platform games that are appropriate for the situation well, they said that they're going to be discussing over the next few weeks or months some radical new ideas about input control. So maybe there'll be a bridge across the niche. Well, the assumption that tonight's announcement is going to be the controller. Um, mm. So it'll be some sort of... They've been talking about uh, wearable controlling stuff. Where, I believe um, we're talking about video games. And biofeedback stuff and all this kind of nonsense. It doesn't really affect how you'll actually play a game in any meaningful way. And no, they certainly haven't been talking about making video games. The interesting thing is, for me of course, that this is based on a, a relatively open Linux platform. And, yes. and that they are getting some very good performance gains because of the openness of it and the ability to do their own bits of hacking. So, as I said, and other, I'm glad to see other people have said it as well... Um, if they really wanted to push this and be chutzpah about it, they would either initially or with extra features ha- announce that Half-Life 3 is coming out on it. It would it would be a good announcement. I just think they've forgotten how to make 
have to yeah. make their own games anymore. They're very good at buying other people's games in and making them very well. So, well, you uh, said the wealth the wealth that they come in from their money printer means that they haven't had to do much else of late. Yeah, Dota Two they they've is now responsible for when Dota Two puts an update up, it's responsible for three percent of the world's web traffic. What's Dota Two? It's the, one of their video games. What's it about? It's a you don't care. I so, do care. Tell me what it's about. Is it about men whom you follow their bums running around no, and then shooting not. things? No. no. Really? It's, yes. Mm. It's a type of game, a genre known as MOBAs. Dota originally stood for Defense of the Ancients, I think. <laughs> Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know nothing about this. Uh, based on a Warcraft 3 mod, I may be getting yeah. muddled. But it's a they're kind of like top-down strategy. What do you mean muddled? This is your job, man. This is your job. I don't care about these stupid, boring games. Top-down strategy. Or, multi- or games, as games. they're called. <laughs> or games, as they're ah, called. I see what you did there. Um, yeah, so, and it's phenomenally popular, um, and as I say, you know, with that scale of success, but again, this isn't a game that Valve made, this is, but they brought in people who make that kind of game, and then created it within their studios, which is great, I mean, that's technically, you know, that's how publishers tend to work, Hmm. um, but they just do it in a weird way by behaving as a developer and doing it, but yeah, their own self-created projects just seem to have vanished off the horizon. I mean, there's rumours abound of there being a a third uh, Left 4 Dead game um, and I'm sure they're trying to work out ideas for Portal 3 yes but Half-Life 3 my best guess as to what's going on with that game is that they just got themselves into a creative block where they just don't know where to take it what to do with it and I imagine what they've done is they've probably got quite a long way into making Half-Life 3 probably three or four times over the last decade yeah we went on a boat do you remember nope no have you been enjoying the Indian summer nope I decided what to do about seasons. By the way, we've discussed oh, yeah, yeah. So about the. Well, in fairness, we have had we had snow in the winter and we had sun in the summer. So the no. uh, the three and a half year autumn did come to an end. I've decided what to do about um, about seasons. Ready? Uh-huh. Yep. So we have uh, we have spring, and that's and this this spring is when blossoms come out and there are mild breezes and dappled skies. Not this raining for twenty million years. Okay, okay. that's what I mean by spring. Okay. Spring then segues into a couple of months of hot summer, uh, and but, uh, with, with 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 thunderstorms at night. That's very yes, important. Yes, yes. Okay. Then that segues into crisp autumn, beautiful uh, uh, different coloured leaves, berries, um, and again milder days uh, with occasional mists and fruitful mellowness. Indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Autumn then segues into a week of winter where it snows for a week yep then the snow melts and it goes back to spring now there's one question i have for you about your new season plan mm-hmm. uh the these these trees and stuff that are mm-hmm. changing colors and growing yes. and all this stuff yes how, how how are they doing that without any rain at any point uh, when i said that every single night of summer there's a thunderstorm did you not hear me yeah, but that's not going to... That's two two months your summer lasted. Two months of rain a year isn't going to do it. Well, like, it can rain at, uh, during the night between between three and five every night. Oh, okay. That works. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. down with your plan now. Okay. As long as when you wake up, the, the, the sky is clear. That's fine. And the ground's dried out somehow. Well, I mean, the ground will be pretty dried out because you know, when we wake up in the morning, uh, very early in the morning, there's dew there and that dries out. It dries out with a thing called the sun. Yes, but I, <laughs> I need it uh, more powerful than that because if it's been raining between three and five, there's a good chance that the ground's going to be quite damp when I go out in my socks. 
that's all right. You'll just get special socks. <laughs> okay. Teflon-coated socks is where it's going. But also, when we were at school and it was the summer, they wouldn't let us go and play on the field if it had rained the oh, night before. God, you've said it would the phrase, be too wet. You said the phrase, play on the field again. Yeah, but I didn't do the jokes. It was okay. I'm talking about a thing that was real. Yeah, but you probably never did that, really. It's true. They would say, oh, you can't play on the field today because the ground's too damp from last night's rain. And we'd oh, have well. to just stay on the concrete playground again. Fair enough. No, it wasn't fair at all. Talking about fields... We saw we we went to see uh, the rugby match where the Saracens beat Bath substantially. What was the scores? Um, initially, the scores were ridiculous, and it was something like thirty something to three. Um, but in the end, it was you you, you by me. which I mean Bath because you are Bath. No, uh, me personally. I think you I think you got about half the score of Saracens in the end. Um, and we. We took Judith with, and she watched, and she enjoyed it, and scrumped for some apples because there was an apple tree. Because the the new Saracen Stadium is quite near us, so we thought, well, might as well go, and we can walk there, go to a match, and see what it's like. And we mm. did. The whole family went. Have you ever been to a rug, rugby match? I haven't been, even though a friend of mine has uh, box seats. Hmm. I've never been. Uh, I think you might like it. The um, the. Uh, the supporters all seem to be less aggro than football supporters, and there were lots of little girls running around and kids, and you know the the, 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 the I said you know again the, you did didn't you the atmosphere was more fate like and people uh, closer funnily enough to what you'd ex- what you see at a, at a cricket match if you see what I mean possibly because remember rugby was an amateur game for a lot longer so it's still got some of that ethos about it I think. And they don't separate home and uh, and visiting supporters, for example. So you, there's a lot of, both yes, of co- co-mingling without the violence. The violence happens on the pitch when all the big men jump on top of each other and try and get the ball. There's a. I was trying to look up the expre- the old expression, which was something like, "It's football is a gentleman's game played by thugs, and rugby is a thug's game played by gentlemen." Yeah, that's about right. Yes, but it's but it's the other way round now. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> is it? Well, yes, because the crowd at football games are all thugs. We know this. No, but that's the point. It's it's established a a gentleman. No, no. Jonathan. The whole point about that anecdote is that it was thus. It's saying it's a gentleman. It's a game because you know football. I said you know again. Football has such wrong with you. Football has such meticulous rules about decorum, and you can't tackle like this, and you can't tackle like that, and that's a foul, and this is a foul, and so on. So it, it, it has at its essence a certain sort of uh, uh, chivalry in a sense. Oh, I whereas, see. whereas with rugby, it's a bunch of men kicking the hell out of each other and jumping on top of each other. So one would have thought that rugby should be the thugs game and should be supported by thugs and should be attractive to thugs. And yet, of uh. course, it's the reverse. So there we are. But anybody who knows about catharsis will know that there is a problem at the core of that thesis. There we are. Huh? So, what are you going to do this weekend? <laughs> and now I've forced you to upload this today because I said weekend. Oh, I, I, I said something about a thing that was happening tonight, but I still don't know if I will. You must. Oh, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. I am so. I'm so lazy. Today's meant to be my day off, and I'm working. Yeah, but you did take a day off on Wednesday, didn't you? I know I did, but it doesn't work. I don't like it in the middle of the week. It's awful. <laughs> it is bad because it, it, it just gets lost in the big sea. It did. There was no finality to it. There was no hooray. Oh, I'm back at work again. Yeah, no. 
It didn't go da 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 da, or it did, but then it's a bit like those cadences on those 19th century musics where you think it's come to and go da 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 Oh no, that wasn't the end after all. And so you then had to ramp yourself up to getting into work again. By work, I mean typing some words about games, and then sliding into the weekend as you've done now. Lucy's here. She's been sleeping behind my monitor. Get her to say podcast. Really, Lucy Windsor of 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 Sight Wizard. She's very dedicated to her job. Is she going to drop us a line, Lucy? What? Lucy's just stood with her head poking out between the two monitors in a quite creepy way. Are you coming through? Are you going to say something on the podcast? Yeah, get her to say something. She's suddenly gone shy. Poker and get her to say something. Poker, poker. Come here, Lucy. Come I'm going to hold her so she can't get down. Nothing oppresses her more than that. Oh, and God. We may get we may get a complaint. Oh no, she's being all cuddly. Oh no, Lucy, what's going on? You're being nice. Take a photograph for the ladies and gentlemen, which you can no. upload with this podcast. They don't deserve one. You can email us. Oh, sorry. Don't, no, don't email us. Drop us a line. Drop us a line. Everybody. At podcast at rumdoings dot com, or you can tweet us. At Rum Doings. We always like to get feedback. Uh, as you can see, even spam is, yes. <laughs> is meticulously and uh, gratefully uh, received. Shall we say goodbye? Yes, Lucy's doing a special dance. She's loving this. She has actually started purring. Yeah, I think that's the um, help me purr rather than the happy purr. <laughs> Bye-bye, oh, everybody. She's craning her head to try to yeah. get away from me as I make her dance. Say goodbye, mad cat lady. Who's a who would have won Who's a who would have won Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Heaven low. Yeah.